The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I do feel like I'm, I'm seated by one of the smartest people on the planet. I believe Jay's a gift oh, from... thank you, dear. <laughs> Join James and Betty as they talk with Jay Richards about stream.org. When the stream came along, I was so excited about it because you can have the knowledge, but without the spirit of God to helping you to discern, it, we make foolish decisions. We, we come to foolish conclusions. But this, I think we need to, as Christians, be informed. exciting to me. This is quite a day. I'm James Robinson. My wife, Betty, and I welcome you to life today. I am holding something that's kind of a miracle. You know, in the book that Jay Richards and I wrote, and he happens to be here, we wrote Indivisible. And uh, we wrote this together to try to show our nation the way out of darkness. Uh, Governor Huckabee said when he read the book, he said, uh, if you read Indivisible, the scripture that says my people perish for lack of knowledge will no longer hold true. You're going to have the knowledge of the truth to literally correct our nation's perilous course. And uh, Jay and I found out that people created in the image of God don't have any challenge they can't meet. We, we don't have an energy crisis. We have a wisdom crisis. We got a lot of crises that if people would come to the table of reason, beginning reason with God, there's no end to what can happen. The fact that I'm holding in my hand an iPad that I actually can turn on and turn off because the way I used to turn Betty's lap, uh, tabletop <laughs> computer off was unplug it. I didn't know how to. And, and she said, that's you not good. That. It's not good for a computer. So this, this is the least likely guy to be talking about these things. But you know, Jay, Jay Richards is here. By the way, would you welcome Jay Richards? He, is, he, he was a co-author of Indivisible, but, but he's the, the executive editor of The Stream, which we're going to talk about. Now, listen to me. And I want you to listen close. If you care about your children, your grandchildren, anybody's children, if you care about anything that matters, if you believe there are things that matters, that there are principles, which Jesus referenced as a solid rock upon which you build your life, your house, your future, and it will stand and remain standing in the face and fury of storms that are sure to come. If you believe that there are some sound principles upon which we can build, then you need to hear what I'm going to share today. Because, listen, the Bible says that people perish, God speaking through the prophet Hosea, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? Just learning? No, the knowledge of the truth, transforming truth, transform hearts and minds that transforms lives and futures because we have understanding of the time and how to deal with the issues we face. Jay, you joined me, now it's about five years ago. Mm -hmm. We knew our nation's on a perilous course. You actually, as a student, having grown up in Amarillo, had a little religious background, but that's all it was, a little religion. While you went to school, you became very liberal. Mm -hmm. You were not believing the things you should believe. You... You had some socialist, mm -hmm. Marxist ideas. Yep. And then you had a head-on collision with God, which C.S. Lewis kind of initiated at Princeton. Absolutely. 
you are totally changed by the power of God. What happened to you after that change? Well, honestly, I mean, I struggled in college. As you said, I grew up you know, as a Christian and believed all the things Christians believe, but just being assaulted, uh, the ideas that I simply hadn't heard, uh, both my political and economic ideas, but just the questions about uh, the existence of God. But once I became more convinced of the truth of that, I thought this is something that I want to spend my life doing. I want to spend my life at the intersection of Christian truth and the questions in the public square, whether it's politics or economics, and how the Christian worldview applies to all these issues of the day. Because I think there's a reason. I mean, millions of us that are Christians in the United States are trying to figure out how have we lost the culture. Part of the reason that we've lost the culture is we actually don't know how to apply the faith to the issues of the day. And we also don't know how to work together. We're a lot better at building 10,000 little silos and either keeping to ourselves or spending time sniping each other. And so I'm convinced, and I, you know, I, honestly, the Spirit brought us together, I think, because if we want to do something about the culture and we want to turn things around, we've got to figure out how to work together as the people of God. While admitting, yes, there's some big stuff we disagree on, but there's a lot of stuff that we agree on, and we need to come together around those things. And where you have a democracy, and we have the opportunity of choosing our leaders who determine the policies and the positions and the posture of the nation and the direction of the nation, then we are responsible for the future and for those who we turn the future over to. Absolutely. I mean, that's why we are in a different position than, as you said, the, the, the ancient Jews or the ancient Egyptians who, you know, their political situation, there just wasn't much that they were able to do about it. But we're ultimately responsible for the leaders we have. There's a sense in which we get the leaders that we deserve. And so, look, if we can't learn to think really clearly about really basic issues about economic freedom and limited government, religious liberty, marriage, the very nature and reality of marriage, if we can't think clearly about that and we can't explain it to our fellow citizens, then in some ways we're going to get the society that we deserve. And I, I worry about that. But I look, you know, there's nothing that, uh, that the Holy Spirit and the, the lives of his church can't do. It's not nearly as bad as the Christians had in the first and second centuries of the early church. And they turned it around, in fact, transformed the Roman Empire. So it's important for us to remember that here at the beginning of the 21st century. Well, sadly, we have, as Christians, we have dismissed ourselves. We say, oh, that's political. Well, no, they're discussing our values, the principles of God, which we, we place the found, our foundation, our country even on. That's and, exactly and, But yet we've said, oh, no, we're not supposed to get into that. Yeah, and that's the that's lie. That's irresponsible. It really is irresponsible. Of course we don't want to politicize the gospel. There's no question yeah. about that. I mean, it's, it, Jesus isn't a Democrat or Republican. That's not the issue. But the Christian faith and the realities that we believe as Christians have implications. They have implications for the way we vote and the size of government and the way we live our lives. And so as responsible citizens, we should be expected that the faith's going to have something to say about how we live our lives publicly. Here you are really reaching out to the great billion people in the Catholic Church. I'm reaching out to the billion, let's say, Protestants and evangelicals. All these people say, look, if we know Christ, if we know him and we know this truth, we can find common ground to address our common concerns. Now, here's what the Lord did as we were praying. He revealed to me that we have a vehicle. I'm holding it in my hand. But what the Lord showed me is we can stream truth from these incredible people that the media has totally ignored. You have introduced us to some of the greatest writers and thinkers. Several of them are women that are young and full of the life and truth of God. I'm amazed at them. How, how did you find them? All the, the contributors that you've got in the stream, both men and women. How, I mean, how did you find honestly, them? they found us. I mean, it was really a mix of <laughs> us hunting down people because the reality is, is the amount of information available now, it proliferates. In fact, some people say it doubles every 12 to 24 months. Just 
a huge glut of information. So the question is, how do you sift that? How do you know if there's one story that you're reading about Franklin Graham or Pope Francis? How do you know which one's telling you the truth? And so we realize what's needed is that sort of tool of discernment. And so we honestly, we went on a search for the best writers, some well-known, not so, some not so well-known, that we thought did a really good job of doing this, that had the gift of discernment. It's a spiritual gift, and it becomes more important as the amount of information and disinformation uh, it becomes, you know, just voluminous. And so, I mean, some of our writers, and it's funny, you wouldn't necessarily know if they're evangelicals, you wouldn't know if they're Catholic, because they're speaking as Christians to Christians, and they're interpreting the events of the day. And it's exciting to be able to have a technology where, in principle, we can reach basically anybody with an internet connection. You just mentioned that much of what is said, let's say whether it's about the Pope or Franklin Graham or some preacher, it's not actually what they said. One of the powerful articles on the stream, which you can go, stream.org, you can go there. You can actually now, there's a little place where you can make that your, the page that you go to. When you, exactly. What, what do you call it? When it's you called the homepage. No. And so if people go on, they can actually <laughs> see. See, I, see what I see. Yeah. What I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How is it that God can talk to somebody as, as less than Simon Peter and intellect God? That's for sure. That's right. So they can just go right on the main page, go to stream.org, and there's a place and you'll just look for it. It'll say, make us your homepage. And so what that means, every time you open up Google there or whatever, is. there it is. And so you're getting the news of the day and you're getting the commentary on the news of the day. All right, you're getting the news that should matter to people who care and certainly matter to Christians, okay? And you're going to get insight from all these different veins of wisdom that are coming. And I'm telling you, Jay, what, what we found out is the media is manipulating the Pope. Yep. They're trying to make him a, a, a representative of their particular political persuasion. They'll do the same thing to Franklin Graham to yep. try to, to, to make him appear not to have real wisdom himself. And what we're going to give you is the truth. And when something is not right, we're going to show you. By the way, if you go to the stream and you look right up here at the top, and I'm looking at this on an iPad. Look here, I actually turned it on. <laughs> okay, I found the stream. And you can, you can touch most popular. And most popular will pop up. Here, here is John... Smerick, Smerick, but he, he says it's got a Z-M-I. We had to ask John, you know, <laughs> tell us how to say your name. You know, it's more difficult than Robinson, 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 whatever. Here's a boot coming down, and it's called Gay Totalitarianism and the Coming Persecution of Christians. This thing just went in orbit, so it's most popular. If the Supreme Court imposes same-sex marriage, you could lose your church. That one became most... Look at this one. This, this is incredible. Five reasons Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger shouldn't be on the $20 bill. That thing went in orbit. Why would you not put the founder of Planned Parenthood on a $20 bill? Because we've been talking now for years we're going to put a woman on, on some of our currency. Rightly so. But not Margaret Sanger. Read why. These are most popular. Over on the left-hand side, you'll see the various voices. And, and I have said to you, Jay, you, you amaze me. The fact that you even listen to someone that doesn't know much about what, you know, I'm holding in my hand. You this know, is this new stuff. for everyone, well, though. It, it's real new yeah. for me. <laughs> but here's the thing. The fact that you said James has something to offer. You have much to offer. But you've been able to find as executive editors these incredible voices. Many people know whether it's Thomas Sowell or, or Cal Thomas or some of the other well-known writers that are there, part of the stream, and counted an honor to be a part of it because they know what our heart is. But you found people that are a treasure that most people never heard of. What were you looking for when you went out and said, this is a treasure? What, what did you see? It was honestly this sort of question of discernment and also the ability to explain complicated issues because this is really the trick. There's a lot of very important stuff. There's a lot of really smart, valuable 
people. I mean, I live in Washington, D.C. There's wonderful information, but frankly, it's not always so easy to digest. And so we wanted people that can translate this stuff for people that are busy. Look, we don't all have time to read a 5,000 you know, page monograph <laughs> on something. And so that, that's really what it is, the, the discernment, ability to speak as a Christian broadly, so not you know, in our sort of narrow silo, uh, and the ability to translate complicated issues for everyday people. That's really what we're looking for. And honestly, between syndicated columnists and then our own original writers, I think we found both the best of the stuff that was already out there and some of the best new stuff that we've been able to discover. Betty, why does it matter to you? You go to the stream, you, you, you keep up with what's going on. You're a homemaker, mother, grandmother, <laughs> you're awesome, awesome wife. And uh, why do you care about the stream and what it's doing? Well, you know, I, I think I just realized as and I can't separate this from what's going on in the world. I'm a Christian, and so that's what I, I, that's where I'm coming from in my relationships and and how what I believe, what I feel in my heart. And so when the string came along, I was so excited about it that I could go to it and read these articles that really I feel like had so much truth in them. They are truthful, and and then I could take them to heart and discern because you can have the knowledge, but without the spirit of God to helping you to discern, it, we make foolish decisions. We, we come to foolish conclusions. But this, I think we need to, as Christians, be informed. We have a responsibility to, to be informed for the sake of our children and our grandchildren and, and the people that we love so dearly in our lives in our country. We have a responsibility. We, we cannot separate ourselves from what's going on in our world. We're in it. We live in it daily, and we have those that we love and we care about, and we, we want a future for our, our children, our, the generations to come. And James, if I, if I don't stay informed of what's going on, I've done injustice to myself and to, to what I feel like God has called me to do as a Christian, and that is to live as the example of him and his life. And I can't do that if I'm not informed, if I'm separated from what's going on around me. How can I minister to those that are hurting? They're in the middle of it too. And how can I say, I know the truth, and that truth is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where we all have to start, James, is that relationship with him and for him to give us wisdom because knowledge without wisdom of God is very dangerous. And you're not, you're not even going to get reliable knowledge mm -hmm. or information, much less wisdom, if you just go to the typical, much mm -hmm. of the media sources, because they're driven by the ratings. They stir the controversy to keep things coming their way without ever solving a problem. They just keep creating bigger problems. What we're trying to do is give you very realistic answers. Now, please, I want you to hear this just as directly as I can say it. I've never felt more hopeful because I believe if God's people will wake up We've got a lot of difference. Iron sharpens iron. That means there's friction. You've got to have friction, but you don't come together like this. You come together for purpose. If the people who love God, who believe in the importance of family and freedom, who believe even when it comes to economics that the free market system is the most productive for all people in the world, I mean, it just is. And the people who understand the importance of limited government, a fair and stable, realistic taxation system that works, putting policies in place that are effective and sustainable, 
The people who understand that have got to understand, all, all of you who have perhaps a libertarian uh, form of view economically, if you don't understand without the people who understand faith and family and the value of life and integrity and honesty and personal responsibility even in work, you're not going to solve the economic challenges you see. And if you have faith in God and you don't understand the necessity of, of not just you balancing your budget, but the federal government balancing the budget and not on the backs of the people, if you don't understand that and we come together, we can't correct the course. But Jay, if the people today who say they believe in God, believe there's a foundation which Jesus said is rock solid, will stand the force of any storm if you build on it. If they believe this and we come together, I am hopeful that we can actually correct our nation's course. Tell me honestly, as an academic, as a person looking in that has studied, do you believe that we have great hope to correct our course? Do you believe it can happen in short order? Absolutely. And I honestly wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe it. If I didn't believe, in fact, there's still a lot of potential. There's still millions of faithful Christians. There's millions of people that are concerned about the direction of our country. And as you said, a lot of people don't really understand the interest, the, the importance of faith. They tend not to be comfortable around people of faith, but they're, they're good on economic issues. They got to understand that they need us and we need to understand that we, they, we need them. Uh, but if we can learn to think together and to defend these truths together and to work together instead of fighting each other, I'm absolutely convinced that we can turn this thing around. Well, I think the two of us sitting here together is a miracle in the way God brought us together. I mean, I've always been as strong and evangelical perhaps as there is on the planet. <laughs> and for me to have the love that God has given me for a, a great academic that has chosen to be worshiping with Catholics and seeing an awakening there like I'm praying with the Protestants, for us to become one is a miracle that I believe the world is not only waiting to see, but I believe Jesus prayed for in John 17. Sure and that is, not only we're one with the Father, that's the relationship. We all have to understand there's one God, one way, one mediator, it's Jesus, one way. And there's one body, the body of Christ, those who really know Him, that's the family of God. We need to come together with our difference and our diversity, not compromising, but come together, one with the Father, purified by the truth of His Word, sanctified by it, but then perfected in supernatural unity. I believe that's what God wants to bring together. This is the reason for the stream. This is why we're asking you to go to the stream, make it a go-to site. As you are praying in your devotional time, go there and say, God, give me some wisdom. Then forward it. Use your Facebook forward, tweet about it, get people on it, and let's get the Word out. We can take the message of truth that transforms hearts and lives to the ends of the earth. And I challenge you to do it. Stream.org, pass on the insight. Do you appreciate Jay Richards? Do you thank God for what, what we believe is an answer to prayer? And I want to say to all of the leaders in the evangelical church, all of the leaders in the Catholic church who came together to pray, God help us deliver the truth. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. That river, we believe, is a river of truth fed by many tributaries. Jay, one of the greatest things we do in our life here at Life Outreach and Life Today is to give people a cup of water, which we seek to do with the stream, we seek to do with Life Today, all of our outreaches, but we also literally seek to give people water for their life because so many are thirsty. I want you to look I want you to listen and observe and ask God what he wants you to do concerning giving someone else water for life so we can point them to the water of life. Watch closely.
Today is a great day of celebration at Life Outreach. The water is coming up. The kids are cheering. We were just able to drill in this village today. For about three days, they've been drilling. They finally struck water. And I'd say within somewhere about a half an hour, that water will be just as clear as it can be coming out of somebody's faucet back home. This water well will transform the lives of these children and their families forever. Yet thousands of miles away, these children are not so fortunate. This is where they get the, the drink in this water over here. Oh, wow. This child is one of the nearly 800 million people who lack access to clean drinking water. And if that doesn't change, he could become one of the children who die every year from having to drink unclean water. But there is hope for this child and others like him around the world. For such a devastating problem, a clean water well offers a profoundly simple solution. And a promise for a better, brighter future. And it is our joy to do that, isn't it, Betty, when you see that? What, what happens when you have seen the situation where it's just so filthy and miserable, and then all of a sudden you see that water come up in the joy? Well, of course, I love to see the scenes like we just saw where they're jumping up and down in the water, and that's real joy. That's real show of happiness on the part of these precious children. They know what it means, that they're, they can avoid getting that sick sicknesses they get from diseased water. You saw the filthy water, but yet what else are they going to do? And as we watch the joy of these children, we must remember there's some that are where they were. They need our help. They're not jumping up and down with joy. They're crying, they're, they're sick, and their parents are watching them die because they don't have the fresh water. We can do something about that. I hope you'll join us. And I'm confident that you will. You have been the most amazing people. As a matter of fact, I think if you watch life today, you know, okay, James and Betty are gonna ask us to help. And it'd be so easy just to change the channel, go do something else. The very fact that you're sitting here right now to me says, I'm interested. I, I wanna believe it says I care, and I, I wanna believe that you're saying if I can help, I will. So here's what we're asking you to do. We've only got a few more days now to get enough of the support to drill 500 wells in more than a dozen nations. Could you drill a well? Would you do it? They're $4,800. Many people say I make that a goal every year and I've been able to do it, what joy. Can you do it? Some say I can't do that, but I can help. There are many people who give 1,200 and pray for three to join them. Some will give 2,400 and say, Lord, get one other to come and we've got another well. But most of the support comes from gifts of $48 which gives 10 people water. That's how it breaks out. Basically, the rest of their life. $144, 30 people water the rest of their life. So at what level can you help? At whatever you can do, Jesus said of the widow's might, that was the greatest gift of all because it was what she could do. What can you do? What will you do? You can go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, use it like a check, and make the best gift you can. Would you do that? Do it right now, please. You'll be going online for one of the best reasons. 
or you can dial the telephone number there on the screen. Take your bank card and tell our prayer partner when they answer, I want to make a gift to give that great gift of water, a gift of love. And then make the gift that God puts on your heart. We have some gifts to send you. A beautiful daily devotional that will bless you so much. We have the Names of Jesus pens. The Thomas Kincaid beautiful canvas painting that's about this large. It's hanging in the studio. It's beautiful. We'll send it to you to say thank you for your gift. So we want to express love and appreciation to you for the great gift that you're giving others. A cup of water, a well of water in Jesus' name. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making that gift. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the Every Day A New Day devotional. Broken out into the four seasons of the year, this daily devotional features scriptures, inspirational thoughts, a Bible reading plan, and a place for you to journal each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request the Names of Jesus pen set, one inscribed with the names of Jesus found in Scripture, and the other reflecting the gifts of the Spirit. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well, and request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. From the bottom of our heart, we want to say thanks for your help. Thanks for giving water. And then I want to remind you, go to the stream every day. Stream.org. I honestly believe, and see, I, I have a part in God's heart. You do too. And one of my parts, I feel like, is trying to encourage the parts to come together. And all of us submit to the head as a body that fits together with great appreciation for every member of the body so the hand of God can work effectively and we express as his body, his family, his heart to a world in darkness, a world defeated and deceived so often, a world that desperately needs hope and love and the help that we can offer. I think the stream is a vehicle. Let's share the messages there. Would you thank Jay Richards, executive editor of the stream? Jay, you know I love you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I uh, love you. Let's deliver the truth that transforms hearts and minds for the glory of God.
If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come be a part of the Life Today studio audience. Call or email today to reserve your tickets. You'll be inspired and entertained. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.